everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 184, and today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 2, Episode 3, titled Sleeping Dogs. And this episode was fire. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it, break it down, dissect it scene by scene, like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play next week's trailer, and I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father. As always, you can find me on social media. Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. Email, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can follow my Fire Ass playlist on Spotify exclusively. If you type in Shanice Loves, all of my playlists will populate and i have every genre because your girl got some long range ears you can always hit me up for any recap requests you might have with that being a tv show movie documentary or music album and i will review that you can hit me up with that being inbox dm or email give me a couple days to get back to you and i will get your recap out without an about a week and if you need them for me to shout out any of your businesses or brands you can email me um, inbox DM about that as well free of charge no charge I want to share the love for you guys showing love so hit me up if you got anything you need me to shout out or any events you have coming up so this episode was fire shout out the fifth who been in Houston partying uh, partying it up all weekend I mean with everybody out there for tycoon uh weekend I mean they've been doing the damn thing so shout out to 50 cent Courtney Kemp and the entire power universe who is doing their thing uh, the description reads, a surprise encounter with Howard leaves Kane and rattled. Rock tries to expand into a new territory, but when an associate and valuable, valuables go missing, she is reunited with an old adversary. Lou continues to butt heads with Crown, and we already know we're about to get into it. So sit back and enjoy the show, and let's talk Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. this episode was fire it opens up 
when we got two little badass little boys in the store trying to get a little peek at a little adult magazine remember back in the early 90s all they had was the adult magazines they didn't have all of the internet where these kids can go to now unfortunately um so they're in there and juliana yelling at them put it back as she's you know watching tv she barely paying attention to the store because she having a good old time running the store without husband being you know around because he did and you know he was abusive so now she's running the store like she want to run the store my man come up with look like a can of soup she like 89 cent she give him back you know from the change back and you know we see that, that pistol pulled to the head and it's our boy unique and it cuts to the next scene. Then we see Kanan walking out the house and looks shook as soon as he lays eyes on Howard. So, like, let me holler at you for a minute. They get in the car. And, you know, to give credit to Howard, he doesn't beat around the bush. He comes out and tells him straight like a man. You know, I'm your pops. Kanan kind of laughs it off, you know, with the hysterical laugh, by the way. Howard started laughing like, I know, crazy, right? I couldn't believe that shit, huh? <laughs> and Kanan looking like, he laughing, but he looking like confused at the same time. And remember, Rockin put in his head that, you know, the cop lost his mind. And he's confused and has amnesia and shit. So, you know, uh, he tells him he wants to be in his life. And, you know, before he got, you know, before he got shot, he didn't care about anything. He was selfish, but he really wants to be in his life. He just found out about him. So it's not like he was, you know, an absent father purposely. And, you know, all this time he thought Defcon was his dad. So Kanan, he ain't really saying nothing. He like, you know, I, I, I got to go. I'm supposed to meet my friends. He like, all right, all right, young blood. We, we going to meet up. So it goes into the next scene. And we see Rock is still looking to expand and grow, you know, the organization out to Jersey now. And Marvin ain't feeling it. He like, you're making a lot of changes, you know, quick. They even got a new dude they didn't put in charge of um, the projects over there. And his name is Damon. So Marvin's still upset about Scrappy as well. And Rock is just doing, you know, she, she running her business the way she want to run it. She the boss. So at the studio, we got our girl Juke laying down those beautiful vocals and the girl can sing like this this young actress she is so talented her voice is beautiful and she laying down her vocals lulu he feeling it crown he feeling it as well with his eyes closed as he say and lou you know he looking like a proud dad like that's my niece nigga that's my niece i mean i, I put it together but it's her vocals it's her lyrics he, he geeked up as he should and when she stops singing and you know comes out the booth crown tells her like you know everything about this is strong you know I, I love it when i got my eyes closed but when i open it open my eyes you know what i'm saying niggas want to see you know a bitch singing who they want to fuck with not somebody who like they should be a new <laughs> look like hold on nigga that's my niece and you know, however, Lou does agree. He like you need to kind of, you know, soften it up a bit. And she like, this is who I am, Uncle Lou. Now, to be fair, in the 90s, this was a big deal. You did have the girls who were like the baggy clothes. I mean, even when you go back to some old escape videos, they had on the baggy clothes. Um, 
but then they sexied it up a little bit as well. You had TLC, but TLC, they more wore the fitted half crop shirts, even though they had the baggy jeans. So this was a, a really big deal in the 90s, especially for R&B singers. They wanted them to be more, um, Mary was like one of the first hip hop R&B divas we had. But before that, you had like in Vogue, you know, they were divas. So, you know, this is how it was um, at that time. But she's like, you know, she just want to dress like how she wants to dress. Um, Lou agrees with Crown, but at the same time, that's his niece. So they go back and forth. And, you know, of course, uh, Lou mentions Jessica and Crown don't admit he's smashing her. He just like, look, she just needed help. I help everybody. I'm helping you. I, you know, Crown being Crown. So we go into the next scene after Juke Storm's off. And we go to therapy with Marvin being Marvin. You know, he didn't put the Fritos down. Now he got donuts. And, you know, the therapy doc, she calls him out. He opens up, you know, how he handles his situations in a Marvin way. <laughs> and she tells him, okay, we call that open aggression. I'm like, okay. So they do a breathing experiment. This whole therapy session is comic relief. I love it. I just love it. <laughs> and Marvin, you know, being Marvin, he don't even take it serious. He, he breathes in and out after she look at him. So we go into the next scene and Kana meets up with Famous and he's, his head is still all over the place with the information he just got from Howard. And then it gets even more messed up because Famous tells him about Scrappy killing himself. <clears throat> like, I guess, you know, losing his eye really did do something to him. And Kana like, no, no, he liked it that. He liked it the way it looked. Th this shit don't make no sense. You know, Kana hurt because he had started to really, really like Scrappy. It took a liking into each other. And famous to kill less. He like, look, let's worry about a nigga who breathing. I need somewhere to stay because he been staying at the Y and got felt on by an old man while he was asleep. So, you know, he looking for somewhere to stay. So Kanan comes up with a bright plan. <laughs> then we get into the next scene and Rock goes to the bodega and sees, you know, it's closed. So she calling Juliana, but she got the key. So she go up in there. She looking around. She see that the, um, the tape recorder, you know, the surveillance cameras, they've been shut off and they missing. The tapes is missing. And then she goes to the back room and sees the spot has been hit. So she at this time, she don't really know what to think. So she gets to calling Lou. He gets to ignoring her. Then we go back into therapy and we see a little flame opening up with, with Marvin and, and Dr. Renee. Little mild flirtation. They're going to be they gonna be banging soon. Um, Dr. Renee wants some of Marvin. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> but um it cuts to the next scene after therapy and with anger management and we go to projects we see Kanan he um running in he didn't block dude in the wheelchair you know what I'm saying he didn't close the door on him he like you little punk ass bitch <laughs> so as he's walking up to the seventh day flow we see some of the smokers they not happy with the product they like you know Nick knew what the jungle was so um, it cuts to the next scene and Rock goes by Juliana house and she um, is nowhere to be found. So she don't know if Juliana then took the money and went back to Columbia or she don't know if she had been kidnapped, murdered. She's fucked up right now. And it's a big rehab coming up and all her money gone. So it goes back to the project and we see Kane and steal some of the product to help 
famous flip, you know, his mixtapes. Now, this is going to be a big consequence because we know it's still early for Kanan. He messed up everything in season one. It looks like he's going to continue to mess up everything because he should have never went in there and stole that work. So it's going to be a big consequence for him going in there like that. Rock ends up meeting up with Marvin. She tells him they have, you know, the big re-up in two days. And Rock can feel, she like, you know what? This wasn't just no normal hit. This was personal. And she has an idea. She like, you know what type of nigga did this. You know who did it. This, this one nobody but unique. So it sh shots back to Kanan. And he decides to flip the work using the mixtapes as covers. And, you know, it just shows them getting all that together. And then it cuts to the next scene and we see Burke, who we now know her first name is Shannon. She's in the backyard having a beer with her dad, who is a retired cop. I think most of the men in her family were on the, ta on the uh, police force. And she's telling him, you know, how she wonders about Howard. You know, that's her partner, but, you know, he keeps a lot of secrets. And he kind of cuts her off and he like, he basically tells her how the the game is played with the boys in blue and tell her that's her partner. Don't question him. You know, their life is in each other's hands. And we can tell she has a high regard for her father because she just says, yes, sir. So we go into the next scene and we see our boy Kanan and famous. They out there hustling in the open and the cops, they don't even really catch on because they just harassed them not too long ago for the mixtapes and seeing that they only have mixtapes. They get to kind of antagonizing him like, oh, yeah, we got famous, the big rapper. So, you know, that's a good cover right there because they already know, like, they didn't search them. They did some kids and they don't have no idea. Now it really is some work in them tapes. So they got a little come up plan, but it's going to be repercussions for him stealing rock shit. So we go to the studio in the next scene. And we got Zisa, who has a hit on her hands. You know, she got a nice little banger there. Cartier Farig, he's there. Lou was there. Crown is there. <laughs> and they're all in the studio with her. And in marches the devil in the red shirt. Our girl, Rock, she come up in there like a boss. Like, you don't get pages, nigga. <laughs> I love me some rock. Don't nobody like rock, like rock, but I love rock. Rock cold with it. And um, Cartier trying to spit some Shakespeare poetry to her. She ain't trying to hear that shit from him. She like, I, I know who you is, nigga. <laughs> but um, we see Cartier is going to be a trip anyway when it comes to Zisa's music. He keeps saying she can go this far and this far, but she actually liked the song and so does Lou. And Crown don't want nothing to do with Lou or Zisa. So... Uh, Rock pulls Lou to the side and tells him they've been hit with crown nosy ass, eavesdropping, ear hustling. Even uh, Card Cartier Farid, he like, you a little nosy one, huh? <laughs> but she let him know, like, look, the studio shit, it, it's on pause for a minute. We just got hit. We need to get on the streets and see what's going on. So we go to the next scene and we go down to the, to the Basley Projects. And we got the gangster in the wheelchair coming at Marvin about the elevators, people pissing in the in the elevator, people hogging up the elevator. Marvin like, look, nigga, you need to go on and step off, roll off, whatever the fuck you do, but go. And you had to do you you had to respect wheelchair gangster swag because he like, nigga, ain't nobody scared of you. I'd have been shot seven times and it's still knock a motherfucker out. <laughs> Marvin does a breathing exercise and 
you know, he respects him. He respects it and lets him in the elevator, lets him have the elevator all to himself. He like, demo, nigga. <laughs> so um, we go into the next scene and we see Howard. He's uh, getting it in with a working girl, shall we say. And, you know, when they're done, um, we see he has his strength back. And, you know, he gets to asking her about parenting. Now, she gets offended because she's thinking, you know, he's trying to be funny. But he's really asking because, you know, he he's trying to figure out a way how to, you know, get a relationship with Kanan. So I don't think he meant it the way she took it, but she took it offensively and stormed out. And when she stormed out, we seen our girl Burke was outside watching because she want to know what is how we're keeping. She knows he knows more about the shooting and she thinks, you know, he, he holds a lot of secrets. So it cuts to the next scene and uh, Rock meets up with Warrell about Unique. And he like, I don't think he had nothing to do with it. But she puts him on it. She's like, you better find that nigga and find out. Like, your life depend on it, nigga. And he, you know, goes to find out. So, Kanan is in his room telling Juke about Howard. And she's like, nah, nah, I don't believe it. Mm -mm. Uh-uh, you can't even come at Rock about this cop. So, as they're talking, Rock walks in. Now, Juke leaves out to go to her room. And Kanan mentions what Howard said to her. And Rock, Rock a cold, <laughs> This was this was cold. She starts laughing, putting on the Oscar Award performance child. Talking about some what? Man, that fool. He, he said that. You know he was coming at me like that too. Yeah, you his son, Juke his daughter, Lou his twin. He, he crazy, can't he? he unstable. <laughs> That's some fucked up shit when you think about it. And then, you know, he goes on to mention Scrappy. And we get another lie. You know, sometimes in life, we never know what people are going through. But the scrap made his own decision. He went out the way he wanted to. You know, we have to move on. <laughs> Rock is cold. And Kanan going to end up hating her. Y'all peeped out the song they played when the show went off. Kanan is going to end up hating his mother. And then if you remember in the end of season one, at the season finale, when she had on that red dress looking like the devil in the red dress on the rooftop, he was like, sometimes you can't even trust your own mama. So after that, we go into the next scene and we go back to uh, Officer Burke, Shannon Burke. And we see she is a lesbian, as she stated to Juke in season one. At first, we didn't know if she was just saying that because she's seen uh, Juke kissing a girl and trying to get more information and, you know, trying to uh, act like they had something relatable with each other. But we see she really was in a relationship, a secret relationship with one of um, her exes, who was also another cop in who knows Howard as well. So she goes for advice on how to deal with Howard. And she kind of lets her know, like, you know, how Howard is, because they worked together in the past. And, you know, um, you can still see that they have something going on there. So that'll probably be introduced later on. We go into the next scene and we got Lou and Marvin. They in a the car and they have a semi brother moment when, you know, he hears Juke singing and asks, you know, she ever ask about me? Because, you know, I fucked up. You know, yeah, you did fuck up. <laughs> they so awkward, but you can tell Lou kind of wanted to. They just awkward. They brothers. It's the 90s. You know, men didn't really express themselves. But, you know, Marvin is taking it hard. He he He's not the perfect father, but he did raise her all those years. And, you know, he messed up. And you could tell Lou kind of wanted to comfort him, but he didn't know how. So, 
listen, child. They had a brotherly moment. If shit go down, they gonna hold each other down. So we go into the next scene, and we got Crown sneaky ass pulling up at Rock's house. Now he he stops and hollers at Famous and uh, Canaan for a minute, and he lets Famous know that he can help him out find a spot from somebody he get free studio time to. And he told Jessica that he would look out for him. But when he go in the house, Rock like, I ain't got time for you right now, Crown. But they talk for a minute and he tells her like, look, I don't want Lou in the music business and neither do you. I need him to get back on the street where he belong. Hell, leave. I, listen, get your brother. <laughs> and I'll let you wash money through the label. I'll sell you half of the label. But shit, barely nothing. Just get your brother. So, you know, Rock kind of liked that idea. But um, as soon as she gets that phone call, she like, look, you got to go. You, you got to go. Because now she's looking for her money. That re-up is way more important. She already had enough studio talk with Lou. But she probably will end up buying that shit. And she's going to end up running everything, which is going to push Lou far away. Because this is this is how, this is his passion. This is the where he feels is his out. So it goes into the next scene. And Juke follows her mom down the street, creeping, you know, all the way in the back. It was a very quick scene. And uh, Warrell, scary ass, he tells them that Unique wants to meet up. So they all meet up with Unique. And he is loaded with vengeance. He got Juliana, got the gun up to her head and talking hella shit. Like, Rock, you know, I missed you, girl. <laughs> Shout out to Joey Badass. Um, So... While Kenya is at church singing, we already been, um, you know, hearing about how beautiful her voice is, and that's where Juke gets it from, and we see she's the choir director, and Juke is just standing there just watching her mother sing, and by they had that in common, she is just like, wow, this is my mom, this is her voice, I'm actually right listening to my mom, and as soon as they lock eyes, Kenya knows that's her daughter, but of course, Juke takes off she runs after her so i'm hoping by next episode we will get a conversation with them too and get a little explanation of why she left but i have to say it felt good to hear latoya luckett's um beautiful vocals i love her the girl can sing okay one of the original destiny child members so when it goes back to um rock she ends up hearing unique out but she lets them know like look you lost nigga take it like a man after they kind of go back and forth and he tells her like you know what you won right you won but the south side all i know and all i want all i want is for me and my family to be left the fuck alone and it comes down to it wasn't personal it was only business and it's just a game of war you know that's just how it goes you tried to kill me i tried to kill you nothing personal but she has him you know throw his glock he surrenders the gun and Juliana and Rock pulls our gun up like where the fuck my money at nigga <laughs> that will not be the end of Unique Unique will come back with resilience and I have a feeling Warrell will not make it to season 3 that is a heavy prediction of mine with his scary ass so we get into the next scene the last scene the last scene and Kanan gets off that bus and we got Howard there have another little conversation and how we're like you know i remember that night i know you was the little nigga who shot me but you know i took that bullet and i'm gonna take another bullet for you because i ain't gonna say shit 
because that's not what fathers do. Canaan kind of just looks at him, got that befuddled look in his face, and, you know, feeling conflicted. And and, and Howard just walks off calmly. Now, I got a feeling next episode, Canaan is going to go visit DEFCON in prison. But the end of that episode, all you hear is. three sleeping dogs this episode was fire Kanan ass gonna end up hating rock i won't be surprised if he killed rock shit you see how cold he grew up to be <laughs> but this was a fire episode i cannot wait until um episode four this is my favorite power spinoff um i'm about to play the trailer and then i have a sleeper for you guys so stay on for that but um yeah this episode was fire 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 and rock i'm sorry patina miller shout out to her shout out to joey badass too but patina miller she killing it she she cold as fuck like a hustler listen listen rock that's that's that chick right there that's that's the coldest mama in the power universe <laughs> so let me play the trailer for you guys for episode four So you're the little broad creating all these big problems. It's only our strong. This is weakness. It's just a move in this game we play. I'm not playing your game. It seems like you had a rough patch. I don't know who it was, so I could get paper. You sure it's 600? So much skinner? We have to do what we do. And it comes from the same thing for us. Nobody gonna tell me who I can't do business. Not the Italians, not even you. That was the, um, the trailer. Next week is titled pay the toll it looked like it's gonna be some beef screaming up between the italians and rocks organization and i think this is where um i think this is where the 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 guy comes into play the guy from the prison with unique who uh he he helped him he helped save his manhood remember he was about to get the manhood took in prison um and he was like you don't know who my father is his father is gonna be one of them italians probably the big dude in there um yeah, it looks like they're going to be beefing over territory, and that's probably how Unique get put back on. It also looked like they about the war. It like war because it like war real was about to get rolled on. They're going to find out somebody been stealing from them, which is Kane and Lil' Badass, um, which is, gonna, like I said, it's going to be turmoil from that. It looked like Burke is going to present herself to um, Unique. I don't know how that's going to go. We don't, I don't think Unique going to end up being no snitch or working with 5-0, especially. I mean, he did dealings with Howard, but Howard was a dirty cop, but not Burke. So I cannot wait. I already know episode going to be for, uh, fire. And then now we can see this where the beef going to stem up. And hopefully we get a little interaction with Marvin and Kenya and also Kenya and Juke. 
I have a sleeper for you guys. I kind of want to show some more love to Joey Badass, who plays Unique and is playing his ass off. Make sure you stream his new album. It's called 2000 and it's fire. It's it, it's today's timing, but it gives you that 90s feeling. He uses a lot of samples. This whole album is fire. So I just want to show some more love to him. So here is Make Me Feel off of that Stephanie Mills um, using that sample. So here it goes. Let's show some love to Joey Badass. been on repeat all week uh that's joey badass the one who plays unique whole album is fire been listening to um it on repeat all week i hope you guys enjoyed my recap i will be back on next week for um episode four and i think i'm gonna do a bonus episode midweek we're gonna do another music show so make sure you guys tune in it will be old school i have a really really good idea but it'll probably be Thursday night when I do that. And then I'll be back on Sunday. I'm getting progression done with the book. So I'll keep you guys updated with that. I had another good meeting. So 
it's coming along, guys. I cannot wait to share it with you guys. Um, and don't forget, if you need to hit me up, make sure you do, even if you just want to say what's up. Shout out to my dope podcast family. I love you guys and thank you for your support. And I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Remember to protect that energy at all costs. And the sky is the limit. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice. Thank you.